1: I love a book about relationships, and my next guest sure knows how to write one. Helen Ellis is an Alabama native turned New York Times bestselling author who lives her life with a trademark Southern charm and refreshing wit. She is best known for her special brand of humor and sparkling joy and Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light, American Housewife, Southern Lady Code, and now Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge, Intimate Confessions from a Happy Marriage. In a collection of essays inspired by her husband, slash, Muse, Helen details why marriage is both work, but more importantly, play, and what it takes to successfully have a happy one, or at least what's worked for her. I sat down with Helen in that very choral lounge and we discussed marriage contracts and mantras, COVID explorations, and of course, kisses. I'm Jenna Bush Hager, and welcome to Read with Jenna. So, Ellen, here we are in the Ah. famous Coral Lounge.
2: Can you believe it? I can't believe you're off the television
1: and in the Coral Lounge. I'm so excited to be in the Coral Lounge because I've read all about it. This is kind of the inspiration for your newest book. Can you just tell me about what the vibe in the Coral Lounge is like?
2: (laughs) The vibe in the Coral Lounge is, you know, I like to name things because I am a writer. And so why would I call it the TV room? And when my husband and I came to the decision of, We're not gonna have children and we're not gonna have house guests. We decided to have two living rooms instead of a two bedroom. And we painted it this bright coral color. And so I just called it the Coral Lounge. And this is where you like to get kissed? I like to get kissed in every room except the bathroom. (laughs) But during the pandemic, we really spent a lot of time here in the Coral Lounge. We ate off this table while binge watching Dynasty, you know, when one of us is snoring one of us. The other one comes in and has, you know, a sleep on this couch. It's just a, a happy, safe place. Mm-hmm.
1: I think one of the things that I found so refreshing about this book is that you don't get to read stories of marriage that are so joyful You know, people are like, oh, it's such a slog.
2: You don't find it. (laughs) No, it's fun. You don't find it to be that way. No, I always heard that expression that marriage is work. But I think it's play. You know, you can make up rules for a game. You can change the rules, you know. But I think marriage is play. And we've been married a long time. And it's still fun. It's more fun than it's ever been.
1: I love that you say that marriage is play. And also during the pandemic, so many people were, you know, quarantined and not loving it. Mm-mm. You
2: actually really loved it. We loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my husband ended up working from home. He's a newsman. I love um, our, him a newsman. He's man. a newsman. A newsman. Um, he's a real journalist, career journalist. And for the entire first two years, he manned the desk of a major news organization right outside the Coral Lounge. And I saw everything and I heard everything. And I watched the election coverage and I watched, you know, some downfalls. And I heard all about the UFOs. The UFOs. You were like, tell me more about those UFOs. Walking by his notebook and seeing notes about UFOs. And I thought, is he? Losing his mind. <laughs> and then he was on a, everything was, you know, on Zoom, everything was on speakerphone. And a reporter was getting ready to talk about the UFOs. And I said, Why are you reporting this? And the reporter overheard me and said, All I heard was his voice, because it's real, man. <laughs> so I heard and saw everything.
1: So you wrote this book. During the pandemic, what did you learn about your husband
2: during that time? I learned that my husband has a sense of humor. (laughs) You know, he is a very quiet, as you say, newsman who speaks in headlines. And I found out how funny he is. And every time I wrote a piece, I would give it to him to read out loud to me. Because he's not my target audience, (laughs) even though he is my muse. You know, I, I write for mostly women. And so... Whenever he would read something and he would laugh, it just was the biggest joy for me. So I learned that he has a sense of humor, and I learned, really, I have to tell you what a good journalist he is. There's all that talk about fake news, and all I saw for two years firsthand was the double-checking and the follow-up and how hard of a job... You have, and how hard of a job the media has these days. I heard he wore shoes all the time. He dressed for work. Wore, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, most people. I mean, if you saw me
1: doing my job <laughs> from my living room, yes. I was wearing sweatpants on the bottom, maybe, maybe house shoes, but probably not, and then some sort of nice top.
2: It was eight thirty you know, news meeting every morning, and he would show up for the Zoom in his sports coat, his jacket, his slacks, and his dress shoes. But after a while, I had to institute what I called a Mr. Rogers (laughs) rule, where at 5 o'clock on the dot, he had to change into his slippers. Yeah, you were like, come on, we're lounging now in the lounge. Yes, yes, I could do the click, 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 you know, of the shoes throughout the house. Yeah, he's he's dressed right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So during the pandemic, some of us made bread you tried what do you really want yes i friend? sure do
2: i absolutely do you know i know too i know well we tried viagra now how was that delightful <laughs> much better than banana bread let me tell you and i will tell you it was the first piece i wrote for the book because i wanted to say you gotta try this banana bread, <laughs> you know, why does nobody talk about how great this thing is? Well, but um, uh, well, I'm, I'm like some of this my
1: follow-ups. Don't I'll, give seem a, appropriate. I'll give you a
2: sample on the way. out. Please, you I'd on. like to, but <laughs> so
1: now, how did this come about?
2: Well, you know, we had time, and like you say, some people were, you know, making banana yeah. bread, some people were getting into multi-level marketing schemes and hiking yoga pants, and I thought, what else are we going to do? We don't have any kids in this house. We have two cats that sleep 18 hours a day. Let's get it on. And so, so we did, and I have to tell you, it's very enjoyable. It is. Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, 22 years. Wait, 22? I We're thought, married 22, 22 years, years and we're together 28 years. 28 years. It's like cheating, but it's not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cheating, but with your husband. Correct. It's very enjoyable.
1: I Well, I'm glad to hear about that. Yes. I'm always laughed hysterically while I read it, too. <laughs> it seems like humor is sort of a cornerstone, a North Star of who you are, but also of your relationship.
2: It really is. My attitude towards my marriage is the same attitude I have towards writing these pieces. and that's be funny, be honest, and be kind. You know that's that's my rule. There's no no
1: that's it. That's the rule. It sounds so simple, but it also sounds like it's everything
2: it's It's a good rule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, do you ever break any of those rules? Can you
2: be grumpy? Oh, I can be just terrible. <laughs> I can be terrible. And, you know, we have a bedroom and we have the Coral Lounge and those doors shut. And, you know, you get to know someone as you're married to them. And as I say, marriage is play. You can change the rules. And so one of the rules now is if the door is shut yeah. and I'm behind that door, best to leave me <laughs> behind the door. You know, I might don't need tap some the tank. time. Yes, yes. Sometimes I wear a little hat. Um, A dance cap? No, a little hat, (laughs) just a little hat that says, don't bother me. Or I have my headphones on, I have my little headphones on. And that means sort of give me me some space. Yes.
1: You also do something which I'm obsessed with, which is create kind of a mantra. Oh, we do. And it's every, it's changes. It's not the same. Talk about your mantras over the years.
2: Again, I go back to that marriage's play where, you know, you have a different team mantra. And you have to change it. So years and years ago, my husband really is a workaholic, and years ago, he would say things like, well, I want to go to my softball game that I've had in the park for the last 30 years, but it's raining, it's going to be muddy, I really should finish editing this piece, and I created this mantra, actually made little cufflinks that say it, that said be the boy. Be because what would the 10 year old boy say about going out and playing in the mud? He wouldn't question it. He would go. How
1: did that, what were, was that also your mantra, be the boy?
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but mean, Meaning, feel young. Do yes, feel young, Exactly, feel young. And then I adapted it, and in the bathroom, there's a little, you know, handmade card that I adapted, it, and it says, be the boy, but dress like a man. Ooh. Yes, and he, he he's does followed. that. He's followed that. Yes. And then, you know, one year, you know, recently I wrote, This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And we were going through some hard family mm-hmm. stuff. And it was just something to see that, you know, hard times pass. Mm-hmm. And now the little chalkboard that we have where I put a mantra on it, it says, Let's get lost. Because get lost. my husband started a new job where he's working for a travel site, a travel news site, and he does not enjoy travel. He's waiting to tell them, and you I might have just done it. I know, <laughs> I know. And I'm heading out into this, you know, when you put a book out there, yeah. you you make it happen, and then you let it happen. And I'm going out on book tour again, which is so thrilling because we didn't do that during mm-hmm. the the pandemic. And yeah, that's the mantra for the two of us right now. Let's get lost, mm-hmm. Jenna. Let's have Jenna Bush in the apartment. I, am I can't to believe the it. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I'm tripping my balls off right now.
1: <laughs> I love that. I think creating a mantra is such a like interesting way to to live. Yeah. yeah. And and one of the things that I love about your work is it, it feels like you find joy in the smallest moments. Yes. And kind of like little parts of life that really are life. You know? It's
2: true, you know. Joy is small, romance is small. The most romantic thing that my husband does is every year he gives me a piece of paper with a number on it. And the number is the days that we've been together. In January of this year, he gave me a mid-year card that said 10,000, because we've been together. 10,000 days, but I have in my wallet, I have a card that says 365 days. From your first year. But he had laminated. And uh, (laughs) back when when we had lamination machines at offices. (laughs) But I find that to be the most romantic I know it's so funny. One night I got home from traveling
1: and Henry, my husband, had put a little post-it note and he drew two ships and then he wrote two ships passing dot, dot, dot. And he just poured me a little glass of water. Oh, Um, I got all excited. I know. (laughs) But you're right. Marriage doesn't need to be filled with grand gestures because most people can't or don't even want
2: it, you know? No, they don't. They don't. Unless gift giving is your love language. And we... Gave up gift-giving really early on. We don't do Christmas gifts. Mm -hmm. We don't do birthday gifts. Now, every Valentine's Day, (laughs) he knows that I would like a gigantic Russell Stover's, (laughs) a drugstore candy heart, and roses. And that's what he does every year. And he's like, I'm so glad you told me that. But we really, we don't give a lot of gifts. You know, we do feel so lucky. The marriage is the gift. We have it really good and we know that we have it really good. Well it's also, I mean,
1: and this is just I feel like I know you because I read this in basically one sitting and then read parts out loud to both my husband and my daughter, not too naughty of the <laughs> not the Viagra part. Yes, the,
2: but, cat one, the, the cat, cat one.
1: one the cat one. The cat one because she's a cat lover. But when we um what I love is that like marriage isn't necessarily easy but you find the joy in it.
2: You do. The thing is And I know you've been married more than 10 years. I've been married 15 years. 15 years. Yeah, and together for almost 20. All right, so you've done your time. (laughs) Yes, I've done my time. (laughs) Yes, and the longer you're together, the more you go through. So when you're in a good time, even if it's just a quiet time, you appreciate that quiet Mm -hmm. time. And the more hardships you go through, the easier they are because you know you'll get through them. And, you know... Even in the hardest of times, I'm so aware of how happy my life is with him, as I'm sure you yeah. are. Yeah. And you do. No, and also, to... when people show up for you, they really do. When you do. give them the chance to show up for you in
1: over 20 years or 28, 28 years. years, you yeah. watch it happen over and over again. And it amazes again. you. Yeah, it amazes it me does. every time.
2: You know, I will tell you, um, my mo- we lost yes, my mother. My mother passed. I'm sorry. In April. And. I kept saying thank you to my husband. I kept saying thank you so much for coming across the country to see her. Thank you so much for, you know, being a good middleman between me and the family. Thank you so much for just doing whatever it took and for being there with her and for holding her hand. And he kept saying, why do you say thank you? Because <laughs> I am. i was so grateful and I was just so aware of it. And it just makes you feel all the more love for him 28 years later. And she loved him, too, even though he gave
1: her some olive oil.
2: <laughs> she adored him. She always said, oh, he's so peculiar, but not in a sort of harmful way. <laughs> because y'all are from, you're from the South. I'm from Alabama. And I'll never stop myself for yeah. crying over my mother. No, no, don't. Um, and uh, my husband is first generation Greek American. Um, and, uh, you know, the first time he met my mother, he came to Alabama and he brought her the most beautiful <laughs> glass bottle of olive oil, which you could bring on no right? <laughs> you know, he sat in his lap like a toddler all the <laughs> way from New York to Alabama. And she gets it. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Two years later, he comes back and it's sitting there unopened like an Oscar, you know, by the crock pot. Oh, Mrs. Ellis, don't you like it? Oh, no, I love it. It's just too beautiful to, to open. Because as you know, no. as a Southerner, we like butter. Butter. <laughs> no,
1: it's so funny because it's so true. Now I cook with olive oil. Yes. But I don't know that we owned olive oil when yeah, we were younger. Absolutely
2: not. In we Texas? Crisco. Yeah, Crisco. Crisco We had maybe and vegetable butter. oil. Is vegetable oil yeah, Crisco? Vegetable- No. No, that's something else, but it ain't olive oil. (laughs) And and then we had the coffee can full of bacon grease. Totally. And we used that. Yeah. That's good flavoring. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Up next, Helen and I talk about her life as a respected amateur poker player and our husband's sleep habits. All that coming up
3: on Read with Jenna.
1: Your first essay had me laughing hysterically because <laughs> it was all about <laughs> snoring. I laughed out loud because one one of the couples you laughed about that make the sort of... <laughs> they all do it. Yours will do it. Yeah. He does it, but, it's, <laughs> but I have to say, yeah, neither one of us really snore. That's good. Neither one of us snore. And i if there was wood somewhere close to here, I should knock on it <laughs> because know. sleep is such a commodity. I
2: know. How have
1: you managed... <laughs>
2: well you go in and out right now we're headed into the summer so the air conditioner is on and that is very helpful oh good and i tried everything i tried the earplugs but they roll out into your armpits yeah i've tried you know building the pillow fort no i've tried the sound machine but it's just a whirring (laughs) um you know i think that the air conditioner is very helpful and uh and sometimes (laughs) sending them to the coral lounge i go i go you go. i go i go yes i'll go And the cats are delighted. Just the other day, they're getting used to it. And Tang Tang, the orange cat, comes in around 3 o'clock in the morning, which is usually when I wake up. And I hear this, you know, meow, meow. And that usually means he wants to be fed. But my husband was not snoring. I looked at this cat. I get up. I follow him. Nope, I don't want to go to the kitchen. I want to go to the coral lounge because that's when he gets snuggle time with me.
1: He wants you all to yourself. He wants me all to
2: himself. And he gets it. He gets it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny
1: how sleep habits. Yes. Are really you're very dependent on the person next to you. We switch
2: sides all the time. Oh y'all do. Oh we. Uh, there's that y'all. is controversial. Check <laughs> it out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely because um, you know it's like the air conditioner's on one side or sometimes you know some one of us uses the restroom more than the other. Well, that's you know, why we always put Henry closer it to the
1: restroom because I I don't need to. I know. Yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just wait congratulations I have so much to look forward to I know and uh um, oh yes, I, I switch that's controversial
1: I know because, because it's the I most also like my get. books I like to have my side with all my
2: stuff on Our it my sides are my side
1: <laughs> oh they're both your sides and he just sleeps wherever you
2: He's, tell him to you know, I hate to say that but but yes yes <laughs> <laughs> it's just he is happy to be there <laughs> and I'm happy to have him yeah we do switch sides
1: You write and you say, and you just said it to me too, but you write, you say that he is
2: your muse. He is. You know, forever ago, we went to New Orleans. We were just dating and we go to see, and I say we, I mean me. I go to see a tarot card because it's New Orleans. He waits on the curb. I'm in this reading and the woman says to me, you're with a man who is sick, mentally sick. You need to leave this man. And I said, do you mean the last man I was with? No, no, this man, you need to leave this man. I come out, tears. We're 25 years old, yeah. tears. And he says, if she had told you, you would never be a writer, would you have believed her? No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, why do you believe her about me? And so now it's all these years later, and not only has he been a delight, he's given me four books of material. <laughs> I love that you ignored her. And have you ever gone you've never gone I've back? I've never gone back. No, you know, like you you find out, I write about it in the book, you find out what type of couple you are when you're in a marriage. Totally. And we are definitely no longer a tarot card family. A tarot card couple. What what
1: are you? What type of couple are you?
2: We're a poker playing family. Now does he I didn't real but by
1: the way, I mean, I knew of your writing. I did not realize you're a professional poker player. Uh, well, I'm a very I'm a respected amateur. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> played in the World Series yes. of Poker, you're a yes. serious poker player.
2: Yes, I'm serious, I'm serious. Now, do That's what ever, I keep telling myself. <laughs> do
1: you ever have to use your poker face at home? No,
2: I tell you. It's the one place I don't have to fake it. <laughs> um, it's the one place that I don't have to be strong. Because poker is all about confrontation. You know, poker is about doing things that, especially we as women, poker is only 3% women. And I think that one of the reasons is because we don't like to be confrontational. It's difficult to walk into a room of thousands of men. There is no other circumstance that I would want to do that. So you have to be strong, but you can be very quiet. And the thing about my marriage is I can be myself. I don't have to be strong. Exactly who you are. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: A little bit of a goofball.
1: And does
2: he get intimidated by that? No, he's a turn-on. Is he good? He's just fine. (laughs) He's wonderful. Um, But it's the one, I will tell you, it's the one place other than like a book arena. Because I am, I go by my married name. Yeah. But in the literary world and in the poker world, he's Helen's husband. Everywhere else, I'm Lex's wife. (laughs) Oh, my god! So I'm well-known enough. So how does Lex feel about being your muse? I think he is more surprised right now that, Jenna Bush is in my apartment. <laughs> you know, he did, I, I don't think he realized people were going to actually read it. Um, but I think it makes him happy because he does say, you make me sound better than I am. But I don't. Mm. I don't. He's just the way. I describe him. So I, you know, and it's so nice when people meet us because he's appeared in other other books. And it's nice when people think that they know him because they do. They yeah. really do. And I want him, you know, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the marriage and I'm proud of the happy marriage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of the
1: takeaway, but I'll ask you, like, why, why did you want to write this?
2: I always write, when it comes to nonfiction, it always starts with A spark of me saying, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you about this. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you about a friend who had a baby all on her own at 50. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you about when my father faked his own death at my 13th (laughs) birthday party. And it's me saying, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you about my husband, how we deal with the snoring, how we deal with planning for later in life, how we deal with weddings and our sex life and stickers and cats and, you know, all and the fun things. things that are in boxes. Yes, and things that are in boxes. we can't mention on morning television. <laughs> that we can't mention. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's me just wanting to, to brag. It's interesting, you know, when I write these pieces, some I wanted to write forever and some just appear out of nowhere because... A friend sent me the obituary of the boy who was my first kiss. He's a 53-year-old man now, and I'd never heard of him you know, or had any connection with him for 30 years. But it made me think about my first kiss, and it made me think about my last first kiss with my husband. So this is just a little bit. For 28 years, we have only kissed each other. I asked my husband, can you believe our first kiss is going to be our last kiss? That is, until one of us dies or commits adultery, my husband assured me, it's our last first kiss. I kissed him for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sweet. He's a cutie patootie.
1: Coming up, Helen talks finding your couple type and why she and her husband made the decision not to have children, more of my conversation with Helen Ellis when
3: we come back. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.
0: Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: how somebody described you as
2: like a little bit of southern gothic a little bit <laughs> a little bit if you look around there's some bizarre little secrets around this house <laughs> i'm gonna go on a search yes go look in the medicine cabinet <laughs> um,
1: In one of your essays you you write about what type of of couple different people are
2: yes you know and that, and not to compare well it's always fun to compare if you think that We don't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we. Like, give some examples. So, for example, we had our friend Spiros and Rosalia. Spiros signs them up for a half marathon. And of course, she looks at me and says, We don't run. But I want to be that couple, so Spiro's. And we are not a couple who does have marathons. No. We are not a couple who wants to come and stay in your guest room. No. <laughs>
1: we are don't not- like staying with friends.
2: No, we don't. We'll stay at a hotel. We'll <laughs> come to see you, but we'll stay at a hotel. Even my family. No, we don't. We need a little space. Um, we are not a couple who rides Harleys like my friends, Gene and Jim. We are not a couple who... Like my sister and her husband who, you know, kayak through Hawaii. We're a quiet, quiet couple. We like to, you know, quietly watch succession. (laughs) Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. But what that I think is so awesome,
1: too, especially being a Southerner, is that y'all decided you're not a couple that has children.
2: That's right. We are not a couple that has children. I don't mind that at all. You know, I I have a book called Southern Lady Code, and I know you must speak Southern Lady Code, which is if you don't have something nice to say, say something not so nice in a nice way. (laughs) So people were always asking, you know, when are you going to have kids? And we always said, well, if it happens, it happens. And it turned out that meant we don't want kids. Yeah. And I will tell you, being raised in the South, I know you know, it's very much expected. And it has been the nicest surprise of my life. It is a very stress-free, enjoyable,
1: yeah. quiet life. Yeah. But it's so true. I mean, one of my best friends doesn't have kids yeah. and people constantly ask her. They don't ask her. they They'll about- stop eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a million different ways to live. Yeah. And we don't have
2: to live the way that everybody lived before us necessarily. No, and that's the Coral Lounge. You know, this is the second bedroom that does not have children and does not have house guests. It doesn't have a fold-out. <laughs> um, and that is, it really was, we, we painted the apartment when we were 45. I mean, that's way past um, when we were thinking about having children. Because, of course, you think about it. Yeah. But that was the real decision of, okay, we're going to have a two-living room. Apartment, and you know it's this happy, bright color, and it reminds me every time I step in here that we made we made a good decision. Y'all made the best decision. We made the best y'all. decision for us. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so what do you hope married people like me? Well, I also before I go there, I'm trying to think of the type of couple Henry and I. Yes, are. I was trying to think of it when I was reading, just because what I love about your sense of sort of detail is that they're so specific, you know <laughs> I mean, i I'm definitely not a marathon running person. You know what I'm not? does he read? he He doesn't he reads because I want him to read Same. and he loves to read books., yeah. but he would rather read nonfiction.. Yeah. I like your type of nonfiction. I like essays, <laughs> but I like reading novels too. I do too. We are watching TV in bed type of people. Oh, so there'd be no television in the bedroom. Oh, we are watching TV in bed. <laughs> I can't. I don't understand why people wouldn't want to get horizontal, <laughs> completely well, undressed young. and horizontal. Uh, oh, well, not that completely. That <laughs> what are you watching? <laughs> not completely undressed. I, 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 get. You know, like when you first get married, everybody's like, "Don't put a TV in your bedroom." Yes. It does not distract me from anything. Well, nowadays else. you have a little tiny television. Yeah, true. Have little television. Exactly. In so the you could watch it. We are. I am not a golf. Person, a golf, a golf no. knife, golf. No, no, I'm not going to spend that much time out. No. doing that. The I mean, sun. I don't know how to play. No. So anyway, I'm an inside wife. <laughs> you're an inside cat.
2: Yes, I'm an inside cat. <laughs> I want it to be as cold <laughs> as the piggly wiggly in here. <laughs> we do fight over the thermometer,
1: and we have sort of I think views that you might not be like be you would be surprised about. Yeah. He's sort of frugal, so he likes to save money on the air conditioning yes. bill. I like, I don't want it to be super cold during the day, but at night. Yes, I want ice cold. Ice cold. Yes, I want to see my breath. Ice cold. <laughs> and then I and I have had to say to him, I actually texted him last week and I said, please put because he schedules the AC. <laughs> I said, I'd like the AC to be scheduled to nothing higher to 72. Mm. Otherwise I'm moving. Ooh.
2: Love Are you I an ultimatum it. type or not? He knows I'm not really going to. No. It's an empty threat. No, 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 no. I strongly suggest things. <laughs> strongly I, you suggest. know, often, I, well, he once pointed out to me years ago that I would say, let you. Like, I'm going to let you scoop the cat box <laughs> like it's the biggest treat in the world. And I do that. I'm going to let you lock the door Ooh, after like we that. get out of bed. Let yeah. you is some powerful. Yeah, it's like a treat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say, Did the light get turned off downstairs? That just gently (laughs) reminds him that it's his time to go down there and do it.
2: (laughs) What do you hope people take from this boat? I hope people take laughs. I hope people take comfort and heart in their own marriages. I hope People see themselves. Um, that's what I keep hearing is that we're all not that different. Mm-hmm. You know, the very first chapter is called "My husband snores and yours will too." And I hope people share more of the good times because most of us are having a good time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got to be true to whatever your marriage is. Don't mm-hmm. don't compare, even though it's fun. Yeah, no, you're right. There's no reason to compare. Yeah, right.
1: You know, but it is. I it is every story i was like oh i see myself here i see myself right here (laughs) i see a friend right here Um, okay how would you describe your marriage in three words oh
2: happy quiet surprising
1: so sweet I know you're not a, rela- a relationship expert, no. but based on just all of your research for "Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge," yeah. what's some advice for those of us that want to stay happy
2: I didn't married. write a how to. I didn't write a <laughs> how to. I, write, I wrote a how we do. Yeah. Um, and how we do is you gotta like the person for who they are. Let them be themselves. Celebrate the oddness, and tell each other the truth. You have to be honest. And you have to have a sense of humor. Yeah, laugh. And you have to, you know, have fun in bed. Kiss in the corner. Either side. Yes. Kiss in the corner. Yes. You have to hoard those kisses because sometimes, you know, you don't feel very romantic, and it's good to have a lot of kisses to fall back on.
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Helen, I had the best time. I had the best time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Read with Jenna. Be sure to check out our previous episodes with some of our favorite authors, and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please give Read with Jenna a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Make sure to tell your friends about us, and new episodes drop every Thursday. The fun doesn't stop here. Want to join our Read with Jenna community of book lovers? Head to today.com slash read with Jenna to find our monthly book list and to sign up for our newsletter. You can also find us on Instagram at read with Jenna. This episode of read with Jenna is produced by Brittany Howard, Carter McKay and Abigail Russ. Our associate audio engineer is Juliana Masterilli. Our audio engineer is Catherine Anderson. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Missy Dunlap Parsons is our executive producer. And Libby Least is the executive vice president of Today and Lifestyle.
0: Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.